Hello and welcome to Know This Song with me, Kifa Wilkinson. We're on episode 19. What's like a song that people sing about 19? There's got to be one. Not 19 forever. Is that oh. Hmm, I don't know if I know that one. Anyway, I'm here with some forever gals. Catherine McKernan is back again with Catherine Hurl. We've got a Catherine sandwich. I'm excited. Two Catherines are here. Say hello, ladies. Hi. Hello, we're back. Thank you very much for having me, Kifa. You are welcome. Thank you for joining us this season, Catherine Hurl. It's a pleasure. Conscious that we have two Catherines. And because of that, we will use their nicknames. So for continuity purposes, Catherine McKernan will be CMK and, <laughs> and Catherine Hearn will be Churl. Yes. And before- you want to explain how that came about? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, I have only really realized what I have done in creating a terrible monster so when we were in school Catherine Hearn you know when you logged in to your computer online you always had to do your first initial and your surname me and Catherine were sitting beside each other at the computers and I looked over and realized that Catherine Hearn is churl and I thought this was hilarious (laughs) and I was like this is the funniest thing in the world People think, I think people genuinely think there's more to it. Like as if Churl is meant to be some like horrific name that you've done something that we are bullying you yeah. about or something, but it's literally just your name. Yeah, and- I remember that very clearly when that happened. I think it was, was it working for life or some sort of like oh God, up- for life lesson we were doing? And I was sitting at the computer go- logging into the C2KNI system Um <laughs> put it in our the churl username and I remember you turning around and it was like a penny had dropped and the and you just said churl and it just caught on it and caught on like wildfire yep. and I yep. I am to blame because Catherine churl did say multiple times please stop calling me that but by this day <laughs> everyone had picked it up and then yes. I remember one time too I think in university I had shouted Catherine at you and someone goes to me wait is Charles real name Catherine and I was like yeah disgusted with myself because I was like how do people not even know that I was like I didn't realize yeah. it over to this extent it's funny you said that because I think one of the first times that I met Sarah's mom she thought my name was Cheryl ah! instead oh, so of Catherine so does my mom that's how she yeah. still says it is it Cheryl? Oh, Cheryl. Wow. Also, I don't think I knew that story of how it came about. I think really? that's the Can first you time buy, You've yeah. gone to. We've talked no, about I thought it maybe just came about like we were saying her name one time or saw her name written down and we just shortened it. Well, it's came in useful over the years with <laughs> both of us in the friendship group with the same name. Yeah. yeah. So. Now, that Absolutely. being said, I have noticed over time I don't call you Churl as much. I will call no. Catherine CMK before I call her Catherine these days, but I would probably call you Catherine more so. Yeah, and that's that's a lot of Catherine chalk. And the the real kicker is is that you're getting married, so 
churl is going to be non-existent very yeah, that's a new issue because churl has an easy pronunciation whereas andrelaki that's chandrelaki whatever way you want to pronounce it so i don't think it's gonna catch on the same as churl I, to be honest what? i think there's a bit of a ring to chandrelaki kind of rolls off the tongue i think so too yeah. there's I, I, you know what the problem is? I'm probably not saying it right, but I like the mm. way I'm saying it, so I will continue to call it Chandralaki. It sounds very exotic and mystical, doesn't it? Chandralaki. It sounds like some type of like exotic vegetable that yeah. you get in like <laughs> in the supermarket. You go, what do you do with a tra- a Chandralaki? Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, both gals are here. We're tr- we're having some bevs. Bevrogino, yes, anyone? We are. Who's up for a Bevrogino? And uh, with it, we can only talk about one thing, one thing only music. Wonderful Ooh. music. So, with that in mind, let me kick this off. So, my choice this week was I was unprepared. I've already admitted I was unprepared. I've done a lot of podcasts recently, recording the podcast back to back. And I felt like my creative juices of picking a song had finally dried up. I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? But my trusty list of songs came in handy. And when I picked this song, I was like, God, I'm not sure. I'm not sure this is right. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. You'll get that in a bit. However, it's a very good choice. My issue is, is that you can either do the original version or the remix. And to be honest, I think the remix might be better known. And I think I like the remix better. However, the original of this song, the singer who sang this song gives a master class in ab-libbing at the end which is kind of why I can't decide. But anyway, my song is, depending on what year, what song we pick, either 1999 or a 2000, start of the millennium single by an icon, a legend, a woman of such peak of music. She is power ballad. She is... This song is not really a power ballad, but she is very much vocal excellence. Okay. I'm thinking I'm thinking of someone. I'll maybe not say it. I'm thinking Whitney Houston because she had some tunes in the okay. 2000s. It's on the money. Oh. We are on Whitney Houston. Well, can I just say before you give it away, when you said remix, the first thing that came into my head was... <laughs> R. Kelly Ignition. Oh, <laughs> God. No. He's not mentioned on this podcast. <laughs> you can continue. <laughs> R. Kelly's a dodgy man, Catherine. <laughs> dodgy, dodgy bastard. Lock him <laughs> up. Keep him locked up. Um, so it's, it's Whitney Houston. Oh, my God. That's why you thought of R. Kelly, because of him crying at the funeral. The no, it was it was remixed to Ignition. No, but that's funny you should oh. say that because 
this is not we're not laughing at Whitney Houston's death one bit but Sarah Rob used to watch oh my god oh my god you remember watch R. Kelly's performance yes Whitney Houston's went and cried because she was like it's so emotional and I'm like hi hi can you never- yeah on a loop never on forget that like the Cimarellis that's oh. forever in my memory yes no I have PTSD <laughs> and- triggering oh. So it's Whitney Houston. It's a Turner Millennium song. Um, it kind of made a comeback in recent years, thanks to RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, hmm, I don't know. It's going to annoy me now because the remix is known as a bit of a gay anthem. Catherine, I'm passing this over to I'm you. Thinking, I don't know the lyrics completely, but would it be? Is it something along the lines of "That's not right, but it's okay"? <laughs> yeah. Yay! I was going to be so angry with myself because I love RuPaul and yeah. I just it wasn't coming into my head that was the only song I could think of yes it's a my tune. song is Whitney Houston's it's not right but it's okay ah there we go and I think I think I'm leaning towards the Thunderpuss remix <laughs> um because it just slaps um but the original where she just goes off on ad libs is just oh, oh it's amazing it's fantastic for those of you i will give my rendition it's cuz not right but it's okay i'm gonna make it anyway pack your bags and leave leave it's fucking amazing for those of you who do not know this song it's about Whitney Houston finding out she has receipts of her lover's infidelity. And let me find the lyric. This lyric slaps. It slaps. It's the only word I have for it. Let me get Also, it. did you know the whole term, I want to say the receipts, came from Whitney itself? Really? Shut up. Is that why? There's a video clip. Well, it's the first, like time i ever heard the phrase and it was her saying i want to see the receipts oh my god well it must come from the song because in it it goes um if six of y'all went out then four of you were really cheap because only two of you had dinner i found your credit card receipt it's not right it's not right that it's okay i'm sorry that is unbelievable. I would, it is. Don't say I ever want anybody to cheat on me. But if I were to find out <laughs> someone was cheating on me, I need that whole scenario to play out. Like me being like, oh, you were out? Well, here's the damn receipt. Who are you with? Oh, <laughs> live for this song. It's iconic. I love it. Do I do love it. I haven't. I think I have only heard it in recent years. So there you have it. Well, it's I not s- 20 21 odd years old Catherine believe it or not wow sheltered life guys what can I say this is it um the song the song did well ish um no the song did well in my view it got number three in the UK number four in the US now the Irish let it down and only give it 21 (sighs) that's brutal excuse me do you know who you like, I just feel like if Whitney Houston releases a song, it deserves top 10 straight away. Like, there's certain there's yeah. certain etiquettes here. 
that aren't being followed. And this is one. The song also won a 2000, 2000 year, year 2000 I, <laughs> uh, Grammy Award for um, Best Female R&B Vocal Performance. And if the song wasn't already iconic enough, okay, where this bitch is like, it's okay you cheated because I'm going to go and be amazing without you. Do you know what? What, a, what an empowering statement. Like, I'd rather be alone than unhappy. Fuck yes. The people in the back, Kifa. All the way in the people in the back. <laughs> but this music video, ugh, I wasn't even going to bring up the music video and then I went and watched it back and this just shows you testament to why this woman was amazing and like i'm not even slightly joking or messing around here if you think about music videos these days while i love them there's like all the bells and whistles are going off to like make it interesting this is whitney houston in a full leather look okay a dress it's got like a drapey bit at the bottom which she's like flapping about which is wonderful she's got a dark purple lip which i'm telling you right now sings to me and a smoky eye to die for and the whole music video is pretty much her just singing into the camera. There's like other little bits and pieces going on, but it is her singing to the camera basically the whole time. Unbelievable. It's so entertaining. You could watch yeah. her all day. This she wouldn't is- need to do anything else. Yes. Just herself, her voice and her, the way she just sings. And as you said, the ad libs, oh my God, die for them. Yeah, and see this, it's like yeah. the start in two seconds of it where she's like, she's sitting at the very start, she's sitting at this glass table and camera's like panning in to her as she's sitting like a bad bad bitch at this table which <laughs> is great because it's exactly what you would imagine like you come home after being a cheat whore and she's like sitting at this table being like oh you thought and she's sitting at this table and you just have to watch her face like her face is just I literally wrote in capital letters on my page face and underlined it like four times it's just <laughs> amazing go and watch and just understand why this woman is iconic and why this song is like because she's just feeling it and it's just fucking great i need to go watch the video and appreciate it in all its form because i know the song haven't seen the video but yeah and you see the whole package even because she's like she then spends the rest of the song standing and like she's not really moving all that much she's doing like the odd flap of the skirt or you know shimmying about but like you could you guys can't take your eyes off her. She's amazing. She's Whitney, she bitch. She's Whitney, bitch. <laughs> Whitney would form most of my pre-drink playlists in uni. Like it was just always there. Just amazing. I'm just looking up. I can see that the favorite song actually I always played was I Wanna Dance with Somebody. Yeah. And it was just so uplifting. What a tune. You know, it's funny because as I was waiting for you to come online, I was thinking about my song. I had full flashback to first year in uni where Catherine Hearn, you were obsessed with the bodyguard. Gary. Oh my God. Yes, you used to tell everybody about it. <laughs> Anytime after two or three drinks in, you have to watch the bodyguard as if it was some new film just released and some phenomenon. I was like, have you not seen the bodyguard? And I would just watch it over and over and over. And I think this is how far back we were as well. Did we have it on DVD? I think we did. And oh, how even old though, school. Even though we lived together for two years, I've still never seen the movie. Oh my God, Catherine, I'm judging you. <laughs> yeah, I remember saying, we well, was coming out one night and Sarah texted me and she said, I think me and Catherine Hurd are going to 
just sit here and watch The Bodyguard. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you have watched that three times this week already. She was like, don't be so judgy. And I was like, you have literally watched this movie three times already this week. It's such a good recovery for when you're hungover and feeling really sorry for yourself. And you just want some proper power ballads and a good little cry if you want. It's just <laughs> fantastic. That's my song. I'm not going to dwell on it because I think I've said everything I needed to say. However, yeah. actually just saying that. No, I'm going to go further. Here we go. <laughs> this was like one of her comeback albums, which again, amazing, flawless, perfect. There are some clinkers on this album. So the song, the album is named after one of her other amazing songs, My Love Is Your Love. Oh, amazing. And yeah. then also had, which when I found this again, I was nailed to the wall. When You Believe with Mariah Carey from the Prince oh. of Egypt soundtrack. Guys, that song. Back when Mariah could sing. Do you remember those days? Get yourself out of here. <laughs> oh my God. Are you, I, you remember. I think after the year 2000 and probably after her um, collab with Westlife, I think it just went downhill for Mariah. <gasps> I'm going to be honest, guys. Wow. Yep. Wow, she's coming for you, Catherine. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lambs, please feel free to contact me. I will give you Catherine's details. Also, do we remember when X Factor covered When You Believe, the whole group of them? Was it like oh, yes. the one quick year or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's how I know that song. I don't think I knew that it was Whitney and Mariah. <laughs> that's upsetting because the whole point of why that song is amazing is when the two of them go off on it when they're like, there can't be miracles. <laughs> that wasn't Mariah, that was me. Um, Scream the uh, X Factor version. No. Oh, this song slaps. That album slaps. The music video is fucking great. And I rest my case. Stream, it's not right, but it's okay. <laughs> the Thunderpuss remix. It's going to be added to my playlist, Kifa. Do but generally, go and listen to the original, like especially see the last minute. Oh my god! And she's just like, <laughs> like I can pay my own bills. <laughs> <laughs> what else she says? She's like, I could take care to the kids, and um, and she just starts making all these weird noises. And it, but yet it all worked. It, it genuinely made me sad that she's dead because I was just like, this woman had so much talent. It's just. Yeah. This is this song's last. There's no one quite like her. No. no. But anyway, we'll move on swiftly. Whitney, we love you, and this song is timeless. Catherine McKernan, tell me what you've got for me this week. I mean, Keepa, when I say I'm up to 90, I mean, oh. honest to God, I was nervous beforehand because I had two choices, but you have set me up for a fall. Why? Because your choice was Whitney Houston. (laughs) I mean, I'm checking. We actually have to have a very serious conversation about Catherine's last time that she was here. Because after the episode, Catherine was talking and she had been very nervous. That's fine. And, you know, she was like, oh, I was going between two songs. You picked Top Loaders, Dancing in the Moonlight, which I do genuinely question, was that a know this song? However... 
the real face crack of it all was the song you were gonna choose the other one what was, was it i actually forgot now i'm worried to say it in case you picked it again but i'm gonna say it i haven't i haven't it was janet jackson's all for you oh i want amazing. to slap you i was like I hi you could have chosen top loader over janet jackson's all for you which would have been the most wonderful shout ever but i have faith in you today well now that you've mentioned that as well i feel even more under pressure no, no, i think no. my- i'm i i'm feeling it it's gonna happen you're gonna choose well my heart rate is actually up to 97 on the oh. fitbit here <laughs> oh no that is so <laughs> I'm not teasing it anymore, right? So we have a female. Love it. We are circa 2005. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um, what more can I tell you about said artist? You have your pop princesses of today, but I firmly believe that this girl paved the way for all these girls. Okay. Please, please tell me. It's Samantha Mama. No. <gasps> but I'm kind of offended that I didn't pick that one. Right, Keith, you're really put, putting the pressure on here. <laughs> okay, I'll just delete that bit. Sorry. <laughs> I'll come back with Samantha, Samantha if you have me on another episode. Okay. Um, okay, so she's a double threat. I don't know if that's a thing. She's <gasps> an actress. Oh my God, no, wait. Is it Billy... <laughs> Billy Piper. Oh, Catherine. No. <laughs> oh, no. So excited. Okay, right. I'm feeling right. Go on. Keep going. Okay. I'm going to just put you out of your misery. Please. She also has a sister, a lot lesser known, but a sister nonetheless in the spotlight. Okay. Can I have one Jessica more? Jessica Simpson? No. Good guess, but no. Hillary Duff. Yes, it is. Oh, my goodness yes i know like it's an audio podcast you can't see but i do have the album in question i oh my goodness Father, you redeemed yourself i'm sorry we well, were sitting up there but you you pulled it out well maybe you haven't heard the song yet <laughs> it's not your classic i know you're thinking so yesterday but it's actually wake up wake up and exactly, I don't think either of you are going to know it. <laughs> Was it released as a single? Oh, yes, I followed the rules. Oh, honey. Mm. I just don't know it. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but once it I hear it. It really didn't do great. It's a good one. Keep, keep it going. I feel like it's building. Yes, it is. <gasps> I think I do know this. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that is a tune, Catherine. I completely forgot that existed. I <laughs> forgot she sang it. Yeah. So, I mean, when I tell you that... Like, you might have thought I loved Ellie Goulding in the day. Hillary was my absolute queen. I have Lizzie McGuire box set, every album of hers, 
Like, oh, wow. I mean, probably I had posters like of her and everything. She I was. I realized how much you liked her. Yeah, I never probably, knew. I don't think any because it would have been would have been like first year of school, secondary school. So, yeah, I don't think anyone really knew how much I enjoyed her apart from my family. <laughs> I think she's a guilty pleasure for many, though. I've heard a lot of people still watch her back. Yeah, like, I mean, I would still watch it. Yeah, but so it's it's a song. It's not to everyone's taste. I wouldn't say it did phenomenally well. Um, it got it. Uh, it peaked at seven in the UK. It's not bad. And Ireland came through, brought her to number five. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. That's actually better than I thought it had probably done. And that's not and the of the song. I just don't remember it ever being played around that time, which is why. Yeah. And it it didn't do that well in the US. Actually, I thought it would have done better there, but 29 in the uh, Billboard 100. Um, yeah, that's surprising. Yeah. Hmm. So for the video, again, you're coming through with Whitney, an iconic video. And when I tell you the video to this song is, there's not really any other word for it. I don't like the word, but basic. It, it is absolutely so basic. Um, that's the word I wanted to hear for this because that's <laughs> everything, and that's not in a bad way, but that's what her music in a great, it's great basic. Like yeah. that's what you wanted from that. You wanted that so ridiculous that it's chef's kiss. Exactly. Um, and it's really funny because I was doing my doing my research on it. And it was produced by Joel and Benji Madden because she used to go out no. with what? Joel Madden. Yeah, I knew she did, but I didn't think what. And she described it as um, a totally different sound to what she's used to. No, <laughs> a totally different sound. Oh, my goodness. They all sound the same, but they are great. Yeah, but they sound the same. Oh, exactly. No, I cannot imagine the good Charlotte brothers producing this song. Like that's that's everybody has to start somewhere. Do you think they've put their name down on it to be like maybe this will help it do better? Because there's no there's no chance in hell. Like lifestyles of the rich and the famous did not produce this. That's so someone's pulling my leg. You trying to tell me this song didn't earn them serious kudos, Kifa? Come on. (laughs) <laughs> good song so the video um, the song itself wouldn't really be a lyrical masterpiece it really is about going out on a Saturday night and partying but the video is Hillary attending various nightclubs and if you listen to the lyrics it says London, Paris, maybe Tokyo and in the video it's her going from nightclubs in London, Paris and Tokyo dressed accordingly so she has a a look for each club please expand (laughs) upon these looks I need to know more so when you think London I'm sure when you lived in London Kifa you were out in the club wearing a a vest top with a very thin scarf wrapped around your neck a couple of times every every night because it's (laughs) peak weather for a vest top in London and just a simple scarf to keep me warm. <laughs> and when you're in Paris, 
You were obviously wearing a beret and a red lip. Of course. Yes, in a club. Very Emily in Paris. <laughs> and lastly, when you were in Tokyo, you were wearing a black bob wig. <laughs> no. No. And I can't remember what else. But there was I, also, a, there yeah, was also a fourth club I think she was in where she was wearing like a good Charlotte style um studded belt with a low-rise jean and a lot of black eyeliner and stuff basically what I wore in 2005 (laughs) (laughs) I had a studded belt and I wore it until it fell to pieces (laughs) it it. It was like unraveling and I just thought I was a bad bitch so here's to Hillary and that is that is all I have to say on the matter (laughs) nothing more and nothing left to say I think it's fabulous. It's a great choice. Yeah. And it, to be fair, it won an award. It did? What you a win. Award. The, well, only the most coveted of the awards, Kifa. The Song of the Year at the Disney Music Radio Awards. Sorry. Fuck Whitney's Grammy. I <laughs> yeah, Everyone I mean, aims for the Disney Award. Yeah. Of course. Let's not lie. I was going to say why a Disney award, but obviously Lizzie McGuire. Thank you for... Oh, my God. Do you know what? Hilary Duff, I've said it before, and I will say it again, has a lot of underrated music because she tried to come back a couple of years ago and we all failed her because that song was class. Sparks by Hilary Duff. Stream that shit now. It is <laughs> phenomenal. Also, did did we all remember that the MTV show Sweet Sixteen? That yep. was her song. Was the theme tune? It was. Oh, yeah, because it was on this album. No, see a cultural icon. She's full of surprises. There you have it. She'll get you, Catherine. You were nervous, but it worked. It worked in your favor, hon. What was the other one? Can I tell you the other one then? Go on. But I'm afraid it's going to be the same as last time. I should have brought it up. No, go. It was my second favorite princess, and it was Ellie Golding with lights because the UK failed her. Did. It was a smash in America and never took off here. But did they not remix it for the US? Like it was more upbeat. You're right. It might have been actually. That was around the Skrillex time when she was going out with him. So he probably put a, yeah. a slappy bass on it. Because I, I love Lights. I think I'm totally on that bandwagon of that first album. There's not a bad song on it. And I will fight anyone that would tell me otherwise. But Lights is such a good song. But the US version was very good. Because I think it is it is a wee bit more like clubby. It's not really a club song, but it's like definitely a lot more dancey. Whereas the original Lights was just very like very that chill vibe Ellie Goulding so yeah a very good choice however I am glad that you picked Hillary so you again you've done wonderfully you no great choice Catherine Hearn here you go hon what have you got for the first time on okay so my time to shine so I don't know if your viewers or listeners Kifa would know that I have quite an eclectic taste in music so most of my songs that I enjoy are ones that existed before I was on this earth. So 
my choice today, um, also released by a female icon, but I think lesser known than Hilary Duff or Whitney Houston. <laughs> I um, didn't realize we had a theme this week. Was it? Did, did I accidentally give us a theme? Unintentional icons. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> and this one is a little more obscure. So I know what you're going to try to guess first. So this one is a Canadian singer, female Please Canadian singer. No. <gasps> it's not. Okay. No. Um, she is more known for country music sector songs rather than oh, power ballads. Same kid, did you say Shania? Is it Shania? No, not t- Shania either. Ooh. Um, Ooh. So this song is an all-time favourite of mine. Um, it was released in 1990. Oh, Would we have heard it in any of our Belfast flats? Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Hold your horses. I don't think she's Canadian, but I'm going to try it anyway. Is it Leanne Rhymes? No. No. Good guess, though. Because I know you did, you did like it, but I can't think of like, Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, Canadian. It's um, about the singer. Okay, so let me try to get a bit more background on her. Bit of trivia. Yeah, I am living for how you like. Because of Catherine's like headphone scenario, turtle look like proper like little customer service person. She's like, yeah. Grab a little bit more information. Like, I wish I was like, we Let me put you on hold for a minute while I get you some background information. <laughs> That's a good point. Let me let me just put you on hold, and then you be off hold. You be like, you're a wanker, a wanker. <laughs> Funny you say that because I've actually had a short career in a call center for nine months oh, and I, I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> no, I would not recommend that either. I can't think of any Canadian artist other than Drake and Justin Bieber. Yeah, so I'll actually give you some lyrics because I think that would help you yeah. jog your memory because her background isn't very well known. So I'll just jump straight onto it. Wait, what do you call the girl that sings? Is it? Alanis Morissette? No, not her, but that's Ooh. the person who I thought you guys would have thought because I loved her. I had her oh CD. God. It was always on in our house. Yep. Um, I was tempted to pick her today, but uh, this is one of my all-time top five songs ever. I'm mm. genuinely stuck. I can't write. Go on, give us more clues. So the first line is Mississippi in the middle of a dry spell. That's familiar. Yeah. And then it follows with Jimmy Rogers on the Victrola up high. Mama's dancing with a baby on her shoulder. The sun is setting like molasses in the sky. I'm out of ideas, fresh out of ideas. You're going to have to tell us. I'm gooped. Okay. Are you ready? Gone. It is Alana Miles' Black Velvet. Oh, I know the song. <laughs> oh my God, Catherine. Yeah. Do not know her. I'm not even going to lie to you. Didn't even know she was Canadian, but I know that song very well. Yes. When I thought of you picking a song, in my head, I was thinking of all of the like eclectic songs that you like. And I'm not joking you. Black Velvet played in my head, but I did not know who that was by. Yeah. A lot of people just don't remember her name, but they just know that song because it's just such a tune. Not that I'm biased or anything, but... No, um, it's a tune. There's a lot of things that I uncovered um, 
I'm not going to lie, I didn't know any of this before, <laughs> but the song is inspired by Elvis Presley because everybody back in the day would have painted his portraits on black velvet. Oh. Which to me isn't very practical. I don't know how anybody would paint on velvet as a material, but each to their own. Um, Another little snippet of information is at the start when she's recording it, you can hear Marvin Gaye's song, Got to Give It Up. Oh, which I never noticed any time I've listened to that song. So that is just brand new to me. So going to listen to it later again and see if I can hear it. So, yeah. Love that. Very interesting. How did the song do in the charts? Yeah, so I think she was definitely robbed with that song. So in the UK, it charted at number two. Oh, yeah. Love a number two. Brutal. Brutal. Sometimes uh, number two is better than the number one. And that's the damn truth. Yeah, I agree. Um, in Ireland, it came in at number four. So not too bad. They didn't let us down that badly. US actually hit number one, Ooh. which is clearly deserved. And I'm really disgusted by this, guys. But in her home, Canada, only number 10. Oh, how brutal is that? In the words of Whitney, it's not right, but it's okay. Exactly. Everybody else has got your back, Alana, so it's fine. It's all good. That is mad because that song, it's very like, it's very power ballads. That's it. Yeah. But it's not your go-to power ballad song that you would think of. Yeah. But it's one of those ones, the minute the chorus hits, everyone will be like, blah! again I don't know words but I would sit and scream that and this has a similarity to your song Kifa as well it also featured in RuPaul did it in the second season between Juju B and Sahara Davenport in their lip sync so that would have been a good one yeah really good to lip sync to um also um it featured in Grand Theft Auto 5 on (laughs) one of the game's radio stations you know, it's funny oh, you say that because Grand Theft Auto comes up a lot for the songs yeah. that it had on. Yeah, I think it probably has a part because in my childhood that was always on in the background when my brother was playing the, I think it was Xbox 360 back in the day. Um, a lot of those tunes, I think it was Vice City that did it for me. Yeah, yeah. Vice was City the was playing. the best. I know nothing about the old games. Okay, oh, have you never played Vice I, City? No, I do. My hand-eye coordination would not be up to par. Okay, the only thing I ever played on, like, we had a PlayStation Two. The only thing I ever remember playing was, um, was it S S X three sixty, which was like the snowboarding game. Oh, and that was I was good at that, but I wasn't actually good at it. But you didn't have to compete with anybody but yourself, so I was like. Die nothing, but I do remember. Like I always used to love watching people play, like games, to be like, "Oh, get that! Yeah. There's that thing." So my I favorite thing to do is to watch somebody else play, and then when I try to play, I feel miserably, like really badly. I think it's probably that too. It was the embarrassment of because we used to all play it. Like there'd be like five or six cousins, like all around this tiny TV, and we all used to like watch someone play it. Yeah. Probably before e-games was a thing. 
and I used to like genuinely like watching because but I would never play because the stress would be too high because I wouldn't know how to drive like see those like games that you go into like you know like bars and stuff and there's like the car games oh no maybe this is maybe this is more towards my driving but not (laughs) not good Oh, I, I could a- picture you on that in Vice City cruising around the streets. Oh my God, no, I just get stuck in like a, a corner and can't get out of it. I think I still <laughs> remember the cheats that you used to play in the controllers. Like they are ingrained in my head. It's like, oh X2, my God. Blah, 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 up, down, up, down, all this. <laughs> I never thought about that. that. Yeah, oh God, I was obsessed. Keep it, we'll I get you on see you as a cheater, and- Catherine. <laughs> Looking up those cheat sheets, like oh I had them memorized <laughs> oh wow the only thing I used to play bar that was also Mario Mario Party <laughs> which was if anybody doesn't know what Mario Party is you literally just have to like hammer one key <laughs> like there used to be like four or five of oh us playing goodness. it you know you just had to like it would go to the mini game to get the coins and you used to just like have to hammer like the A button or something yeah I was good at that <laughs> We turned into a gaming podcast. We? Hi, and welcome back to the Look e- at us. <laughs> you can have one called Know This Game. Know This Game! <laughs> the spin-off. Yeah. Also, like, see, this is, it's funny we're talking about games because, again, we had a, there was a big culture in, like, both my extended families of just, like, watching someone play. Like, again, like, they used to fight to get their turn, but, and one of my cousins they were like obsessed with is it silent hill which are nice as well but Mm -hmm. i remember they used to like love playing the video game and they used to turn all the lights off and it's fucking terrifying like because you you don't see anything like if anybody knows what game i'm talking about like literally like you'd only really see like a torch light and oh my the monster and it was so twisted and oh like if he's sick even thinking about it but it was a very disturbing game and I refused to go up to the house because they were watching, they were playing that oh. game for a long time. No, I've seen that before. It's horrific. Like, I never thought the game would be that scary, but like genuinely, it puts a fear of God into you. <laughs> it's terrifying. So basically what you're telling us is you like this song because you like driving around um, Grand Theft Auto with Black Velvet coming out while you're trying to get... yeah sex workers and get money and yep buy guns and driving through the streets listen to los santos radio this is oh, very oh my god los yeah. santos. <laughs> <laughs> also i think this is very on brand for you Catherine Hearn, because i also feel like you used to really love scarface oh my god i love that film <laughs> So so good. That's why we ha- no, that was the Godfather poster. Sorry, I was thinking, is that why we had Scarface on our? No, the Godfather thought- poster was a slag of me, <laughs> and in every picture on Facebook, every time we used to- <laughs> I, I used to get tagged in the picture of the Godfather. For people who don't know, oh fuck my life! I am not known for being very photogenic. Okay, let's let's put oh, it like no fake and- news, fake news, no, it's fake not news, like- and it's normally because. I am probably like mid talking and like have a very expressive face. Let's put it like that. And anyway, after our leavers night out, for some reason, we all thought it was a good idea to go back into school, 
hanging and a very awful photo got taken of me at lunchtime hanging out of my ass but I am the double of the godfather <laughs> in it I, I will admit to that I am the way like I've got my arm over the back of the chair I've got my face my I'm just not impressed with life <laughs> and um, you look like you're ready to kill someone that day if someone had looked at me the wrong way I probably would have because that was yeah. where I was at but yeah so then from that point on I used to get the dawn a lot and um then they had that poster and I got tagged in it a lot so again another thing that I never thought to question at the time nope (laughs) you lived in a very strange house bearing in mind you also which one of you walked in and the other two were like sitting in a ring of like me candlelight that would have been that would have been me and Catherine sorted that one out with video games playing in the background yeah of Lana Del Rey I remember I would work every Monday and come up every Monday night to go out to, oh my God, the name of it's went out of my head. Union. The Union. The Union, yeah. I would come up, finish at six o'clock, get up there for about seven, half seven. And I would open up the apartment door and see this light shining from the kitchen underneath the door and wonder what is going on in there. Open up the door and there's a ring of tea lights and Catherine and Sarah sitting in the middle of the tea light circle I'm wondering no. what the hell was going on. Who were they? You know, I thought Del Rey as well, and it's just a crazy. I thought it was. I thought it was me and Catherine did that to Sarah because she hated video games. But no, it was me and Sarah. I think we did. We did do it for revenge once, Catherine, <laughs> to get back at her. But yes, it was a frequent occurrence. It was a strange ride. Right? Can we just say though, your time management skills were on point. I mean, leaving Cookstown. Getting uh-huh. to Belfast, you were usually ready before us who had well, nothing to do all evening. You know what I like. Catherine, do you not remember Catherine Hurd was the queen of the countdown? Oh my oh, God. Yes. In the kitchen while we were still sticking an eyelash on. Oh, she would be like, All right, five o'clock, get ready. No one's getting ready at five o'clock. Catherine's away, getting ready, blah, blah, blah. Then she'd be down the stairs. Right, girls, six o'clock, we're drinking now. And I'm like, no, I'm still getting ready. And literally, she would be like the countdown clock being like, all right, we've got two hours now, we need to book a taxi. <laughs> and she'd be like swallowing back the vodka. And I'd be like, literally just coming up with like, what am I wearing? You were just What like, can I say? Without start- my organization, you would be lost, guys. You wouldn't be getting out even for the nights out. Let's be honest. Military. You were trash. You were like trash, <laughs> trash, but yet you were like military precise. Oh, Kifa, you've just reminded me. It would be like, right, 20 minutes to taxis here, 10 minutes to taxis here. Nice. I think when we're allowed back out again, we should just relive a night like that. And Catherine would be like, right, girls, five o'clock, get ready. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to invite you up to my flat in Belfast. And if you're not there by the time I've stated, I've locked the door. You're not getting in. <laughs> oh, you fucking would do. You'll <laughs> have to beg to get in. You'll no have worries. to buzz the neighbours to get allowed into the building. I'm not joking. You'll not open the front door either, even if we came in. So it wouldn't fucking matter. <laughs> um, I also mind back in the day of, remember the Glenavon's High Five Mondays? So whenever uni was over and we're all home for the summer, for some reason, I used to still play Kamogi for whatever reason. 
But anyway, and we used to always train on a Monday night, but we used to use, I think you used to have the taxi booked for like 10 o'clock and we'd pre-drink at Catherine Hurl's house. Mm-hmm. And I would literally finish, I feel like I would tr- finish training at like seven or half seven, something like, it was quite late. I remember it being that. I would get in because I was also not very good at like pre-planning. Get in, get like full body shower. I remember shaving my legs, doing tan, doing my makeup, doing my hair, get my outfit on with my bottle of rosé wine and be in a cabin at her house for nine o'clock on the dot. And we used to have that bottle finished. We all used to have a bottle of rosé wine each. Yeah. Go and be on time. And Catherine would be like texting me being like, you have five minutes, 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm going. <laughs> I still don't know how you managed it, Kifa, to get ready. Looking back at it, it would never time. And I used to laugh because I used to be like, this is not a read it myself, but it's funny. But I used to be like, oh my God, I look amazing. Okay. Looking back, she was not so looking amazing, but I had a wonderful switch in my brain that was like, yeah, look at me. I got ready so quickly and I look amazing. There's a reason I was able to get ready so quickly. (laughs) You know what I've realized? Why we were able to get ready so early. It's only just clicked with me. Or why we were able to get ready so quickly, sorry. Is that we didn't care about our eyebrows. Maybe nope. Catherine Earl, you were ahead of the eyebrow game. But me, I used to go out with no eyebrows. Not a brow to be seen. <laughs> I remember buying the Benefit Brow Kit in Upper Six. And it changed my life entirely. Upper and I think I was probably one of the pioneers. Not going to lie. Yeah, I was Everybody pioneers makeup on their eyebrows. And it was completely camouflaged. Yeah. Not a brow in sight. <laughs> but I think also... It didn't take us much time to get ready because now everyone has to put on their contour, have to bake. I don't know how to do that, but they bake and then put on everything, lashes, highlighter. And back then it was just a slap of foundation, really in your face, fake eyelashes for me and the lipstick and done. And sometimes it'd not even be a lipstick for me. It was just foundation over the lips. Oh, that was my biggest nightmare dream at miss dream mat oh, do you mind i st- i f- fuck i don't know how to contour <laughs> i throw it on my face and hope that looks acceptable i'm the same <laughs> right girls well that was three very good choices thank you both you're welcome before you go agenda item number last is what are you listening to at the minute what's the songs that you can't turn off give the people some recommendations Catherine Hurl what have you got for us well one that I have at the moment I think Catherine McKernan's going to really appreciate this because I'm going to be honest I think a lot of people say to you Catherine that you love this guy which is probably true um, I think you brought me to one of his concerts and oh my god <laughs> I I felt so ill I've, I'm never going to a concert again like per Catherine like she's brought me to two concerts and I've been ill twice oh my so, god. yeah not good I, I've discovered that I can't go to concerts in lar- large crowds so never <laughs> again don't take me anywhere but anyway <laughs> this song is from Dermot Kennedy no. and it's 
I think it's a cover. It has to be a cover. It's Days Like This. Yes, it's a fan yes. cover. It's so yes. good. It's, it's amazing. I put it on every time I go for a walk and just sit there walking down, looking at the river, looking around me, just thinking life is great. That is very, so good. very wholesome. Yeah. That's a lot of wholesome. And funny, because I remember someone else saying recently too that they like really love that version too, because it's just yeah. like, it's lovely. I really like it, but find it a bit sad. I almost can't listen to it. I don't listen to it because I think it's a bit sad. Yeah. But it is yeah. a lovely version. I enjoy sad songs. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine McKernan, what are you loving at the minute? One to three or just one? Well, funny, because I knew I had to pick a song, I did fall into a hole of listening to the Lights album again by Ellie Goulding. So a lot of those songs are on repeat. But my number one song on repeat at the moment is Silk City and Ellie Goulding, New Love. It? I've been meaning to text you with this and say that it's actually very good. Yeah, I don't care much for her anymore or her new music, but that song's really good. She hasn't had a song in a long time, but this one is very, very good. Yeah. We haven't discussed that she announced recently she's pregnant. Did you see? That's such lovely news. Isn't it? Everybody preggers. Yeah. I forgot. Do you know what's funny about that news was that we came out and I forgot she was pregnant. She had even got married. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know who her husband is at all. I don't know about you guys, but I've never heard of him. Very, very upper class English name, if I remember correctly. Casper. Shut up. Is it Casper? Yeah. (laughs) He's a friendly ghost. Imagine calling your Casper. Casper and it's a dog name. name. It's a dog name. It is. <laughs> I love it. No. How could you not just think of the ghost when you go? No, sorry. Sorry. No. Sorry about it. Um, yeah. And what about you, Tifa? What have you been listening to? Well, I text and uh, a very long stream message of my excitement over the song. I am not. A stan of Maisie Peters. I have never listened to any of her songs. I know nothing about her. But her new one, John Hughes movie. Yeah. Oh my God. It is everything I want in new music at the minute. It is amazing. It is what... It's like the anti-version of Teenage Dream. It's like the romanticism of like what we're told through movies that life and love is supposed to be and her being like... Nah, I didn't do it. Fuck. <laughs> like, one of the lines is literally her being like, how she left the school dance, hoping that he'd follow her, and then realizing that, like, because that's what she's been told it would happen, and then realizing he hasn't done it, and she's like, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> like, it's so good. The song is so lovely. She's just a little doll. And also, right before we came on, Daniel texts me to say, that it only got like 92 in the UK chart, which is a fucking travesty. So we all have, this is one of these songs where we all have an obligation right now to start streaming before we feel it. So do so immediately because it's quite surprised because Radio 1, especially Matt and Molly, bloody love that song. I've only heard it. I've only heard the beginning of it. So I haven't heard it the full way through, but from what I know, it's a lovely song. 
I have to confess, I have not heard this song. Catherine, it's so me. It's just I need to listen to it immediately. Yeah. Oh, I love singing on it. It's lovely. That's the gig, folks. There's three great throwback songs that you can listen to on our playlist. Know this song, the playlist, which you'll find on Spotify. We've also given you wonderful recommendations that you'll be listening to right now. We've also got an Instagram at Know This Song. Come on, folks, get on it. Stream, comment, tell me the crack, tell me what you hear, tell me what you love. You know all that nonsense. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much to both Catherine for being here. I love you both. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having us. Bye.